Grace and peace. Good morning. I welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good to be with you today. Uh, as we uh, worship online today, I am just so thankful for everyone that is watching, and we are just so thankful and hope everybody had just an absolute wonderful Christmas time and are still celebrating right now. Uh, just a couple announcements. We're going to continue to worship at 10 o'clock. We will start back up uh, on the first Sunday in January, just a week away. I uh, can't wait to see all of y'all again and hear all about your Christmases. Uh, so we'll again gather at 10 o'clock, so just be mindful of that. So let us begin our time with prayer this morning. Let us pray. Light of the world, shine in our lives this day. As we gather to worship uh, you this day, give us the eyes of Simeon and the faith of Anna, that we may see the promise of our salvation. As we come before you with hope and expectation, give us the spirit of your Son, that we too may grow in strength and increase in wisdom. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So our song of preparation this morning is, There's a Song in the Air. There's a song in the air, there's a star in the there's a mother's deep prayer and a baby's low cry And the storm rings its bell of a beautiful sea For the manger of Bethlehem cradles a king There's a tumult of joy for the wonderful for the virgin sweet boy is the Lord of the earth. For the storm rings its farewell, the beautiful sea. For the manger of Bethlehem cradles the king. In the light of the star lie the ages impearled. For that song down through the night from the heavenly throng. Oh, we shout to the lovely evangel they bring, and we greet in his cradle our Savior and King. Amen. <coughs> So this morning, um, as we have gathered once again, we have our joys and our concerns that we lift up to the Lord. 
So we lift all of those up and we you know, just continue to ask to continue to pray for all of those that are on our list um, and any of those that have been added over the past couple of weeks. So we just ask that you continue to lift those up to the Lord this morning. Again, we are always thankful for all the gifts, offerings, and tithes that have continued to be given uh, to Lovejoy for its ministry. So we continue to thank you for all of that. So I'm going to offer a prayer of thanksgiving over those gifts and a prayer over the, our joys and concerns this morning. So let us pray. Lord God, as we have gathered here again, Lord, we have people on our hearts. Lord, we just ask that you just take care of each and every one of them. You know everyone's needs, Lord, so we just ask you take care of those needs, uh, of, of just take care of the sicknesses and the health, and Lord, just help those who are grieving find peace, Lord. And Lord, we celebrate the joys that we have had, especially over this Christmas time in the midst of of all of this mess that we've been dealing with for so long. We are just so grateful and thankful for your son. So Lord, we thank you for the gifts of Christmas that bless us through the year. And as we offer you our offering in gratitude and praise, we dedicate our labor, our industry, and our very lives to the buildings of your kingdom. May our gifts go forth to a world in need as signs of your redemption and your hope. May we shine with your glory that others may discover your saving love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So our sermon text this morning actually comes from Isaiah 61, uh, verse 10 through 62, verse 3, and Luke 2, 22 through 40. And I'm just going to read the gospel lesson this morning. So I invite you to read the Isaiah passage uh, at uh, at your leisure. So we're going to do Luke 2 verses 22 through 40. When the time came for their ritual cleansing, in accordance with the law from Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. They offered a sacrifice in keeping with what's stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. A man named Simeon was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Uh, meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people, Israel. His father and mother were amazed by what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This boy is a sign to be the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that generates opposition, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your innermost being too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanel, who belonged to the tribe of Asher. She was very old, 
After she married, she lived with her husband for seven years. She was now an 84-year-old widow. She never left the temple area but worshipped God with fasting and prayer night and day. She approached at the very moment and began to praise God and to speak about Jesus to everyone who was looking forward to, re to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Mary and Joseph had completed everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to their hometown, Nazareth, in Galilee. The child grew up and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So it is... The first Sunday after Christmas and you know there's always seems to be maybe a letdown every now and then after Christmas and this year may be you know a little different than our normal it's two days right after uh, the day that most we are still digesting you know from all the food we've eaten from all the presents we may have opened and the the people that we've seen but company is here you know the one the welcomed guest has come now it is time to enjoy this company of the one who has come. Now enjoying company means also celebrating the Christ among us. Isaiah tells us to celebrate the new spring that has been planted in us. Yes, it is the dead of winter, but the new life of spring is not far off. He tells us to rejoice in the new clothes of righteousness. Above all, Isaiah tells us we cannot keep silent. Let there be shouts and songs of joy face-to-face -face or online. Now, listening doesn't get you many admirers, not like playing does, and yet it is essential for the life of the Spirit. This week of the Company's Coming series, we get to hear the story of a professional listener, a man who dedicated his life to listening. And then when the time came, he played. He sang the song he'd been listening for. He sat down to play the tune he had learned by ear. Now, it's a long story, but it is worth reading that story all the way through because we need to listen for a while. We needed to catch the tune. We needed to follow the rhythms. Simeon learned how to listen. His name means heard, believe it or not. It was what he was born to do, so he did. He listened day and night. He was listening for the future. He was listening for hope. The consolation of Israel, Luke tells us, he was listening for that which would bring peace, that which would bring light. He listened day after day. He went to the temple to listen. He heard the cries of the people. He heard the songs of the prayers, the loud, happy, celebratory ones that seemed so loud and brash but good-hearted anyway. He heard the ritual ones spoken sometimes as though they had lost their meaning and sometimes as though the meaning was so deep it resonated through the souls of those who prayed. He heard the wordless prayers that were wept from swollen and reddened eyes, wrung out of twisted scraps of cloth between hands gnarled with pain and fear. He heard the proud and grateful prayers of people who knew how blessed they were. 
He heard them and wept and laughed with them. He heard them all. But he heard more because he listened deeper. He heard the responses. He heard the sights of the Spirit as it flowed like wisp of comfort into the hearts of the hopeless and broken. He heard the soothing song of blessing as it played on hearts less in tune than his, but aware nonetheless somehow. He heard the invitation of the God he loved to follow, to obey, to keep close and stay awake, to watch and listen. He heard the commandment not as a, not as a hammer on a cymbal, but as a finger plucking a string. He heard, somehow he heard. And then, that day, he heard the music shift into a higher key. A note of anticipation fulfilled, a baton pointed, a new singer taking the stage. And he followed the director's gaze and welcomed the one who comes. Then Simeon, who lived a life of listening, became a teacher of the song he knew. He sang into the hearts of those who came caring more than they knew. His song was a gift to the church called the Nuc Dimittis, from the, last, from the first words of the song in Latin, Now let your servant depart in peace. We've always thought that he was something, he, he was saying it was time to die. Because Luke told us that he was promised that he wouldn't die until he heard what he was listening for. But maybe he is simply saying, I am done listening. I've heard all I need to hear. I've heard the voice of the one who sings a song of salvation, who chants the chorus of redemption. My ears are full. He may be done listening, but he isn't done singing. He has to teach the song to those who will sing it. And his colleague, Anna, teaches it to any and all who are around them running from one to another to make sure they sing. You can't stand silent in worship. You can't have closed lips for the hymns. It doesn't matter whether you think you can sing or not. We need to learn the tune, the falling and the rising, the major and the minor, that which makes us smile and that which invokes a tear. We need to sing. We might as well. Our inner thoughts are revealed anyway. Simeon says so, and he ought to know. He has been listening to those inner thoughts his whole life, and now he sings the song he learned by ear. It takes time to learn to listen, but it's worth the effort. The Spirit rested on Simeon, Luke says, rested, not stirred up, not agitated or poked or prodded, but rested. Maybe if we listen more to the Spirit, the voice of God, then we might know rest, as Jesus promised. But we can also learn to sing, to play by ear. True, singing is problematic these days. We're not singing at all, just listening. 
But the spirit needs to be shared. The song needs to be sung, if only in our hearts and in our heads. Isaiah doesn't talk about singing, though he could have. He talks about celebrating. He talks about rejoicing. He talks about shouting. Lots of droplets there, it would seem. I will not keep silent, he proclaims, for Zion's sake. And what brings about all this noise, all this celebrating and shouting? Well, it's the new growth, Isaiah claims. It is what is happening in the community of faith by God's action. So when we enjoy the company that God has brought into our midst, we spend part of the time listening. Whether we are talking about the Christ who was born among us or the guest who came because we put out the welcome mat, we need to listen first. To hear their story, to learn their song so that we can sing with them. And then we need to teach our songs, Christ songs, so that together we can wear the diadem. No wait, so that we can be the diadem. That's what Isaiah says. So that we can be the sign that God is in our midst. And we are listening and singing and enjoying the company. I hope your time for Christmas and this weekend have been wonderful with the company that you've been able to have. The Christ child has arrived and it's time to enjoy his company and listen and sing his song. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> I invite you, as you are still celebrating this weekend, to find your favorite hymn, your favorite song, and just listen to it and sing along with them as the hymn of invitation this week. So now I offer this benediction as we depart this day, and we will soon see each other again. So go in peace. For we have seen the salvation of our God. Go with joy, for Christ has clothed us with love. Go in hope, for the Spirit shows us our glorious inheritance in the Lord. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Love y'all.